This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Hey everybody, welcome to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs, um, an astrologer and channel uh, located on the web at tdjacobs.com. And um, tonight I have a show for you called... Uh, kind of uh, almost sarcastically, water, water, water. Just kind of, you know, we have this Mercury retrograde in Scorpio. Uh, the other day it met Saturn in Scorpio. Uh, it's trying Jupiter stationing uh, in Cancer. It's trying, you know, it's trying uh, Chiron in Pisces. There's just like a lot of water happening right now. Uh, and we're going to have a new moon in Scorpio. Uh, in a few days. And so, so this show is just going to kind of, the first third of the show is going to touch on that kind of stuff. Uh, and then I'm opening it up for your calls. I want to hear from you about what's happening in your world. And I want to see, uh, if I can offer you some insights and, and strategies. I'm going to give you the number now, but it's about, uh, 20 after that we're going to start taking calls. The number is 877-230-3062. And when you call, have your uh, birth data ready, which is uh, uh, day, month, year, uh, time of day, if you have it. If you don't have it, that's fine. And also location, so city, state, and or country of where you were born. And that will help me pull up your chart, and I'm uh, happy to do that. And if you if you have a thing about you know not sharing your data, just, just tell Kira, the producer, when you call in, and I'm happy to, to give you an answer uh, without that. But I also um, – you know, it's it's nice for the listeners, I think, to have the birthday so they can follow along, and uh, and and have a little uh, learning adventure as we go. So I have a few announcements to share with you before we get into the the Water Times Three show. Uh, the first one is that uh, not that far away, November 9th, uh, Sunday, November 9th, or Saturday, November ninth, uh, is going to be the next uh, kind of a big deal channeling event where I channel two. Uh, discarnate, you know, not incarnated beings uh, for you to do energy work and to clear out your consciousness and to give you an upgrade. It's it's a really uh, fantastic opportunity to kind of boost your evolution wherever you're pointed, meaning whatever your goals are and whatever you want uh, your life to become. Uh, these two, these two beings, Ascender Master Jehudi, also known as Thoth and Saint Germain and Merlin, and Archangel Metatron, also known as Serial, will uh, give give us a teaching during the call uh, while we're doing a deep meditation. And then they do energy work on everybody who says, yes, okay, please do that. Everyone who gives permission. It's fabulous. It's, it's uh, uh, Some people experience it as intense. Some people as deep. Some people fall asleep. But there's work being done under the surface that is, that is profound. I, I've received so many wonderful uh, uh, bits of feedback from people who have done that. And um, – uh, just through me, maybe 35 people have done that, including getting the recording after it or being on the call. And then uh, two clients of mine recently did an event where they had about 10 people over to their home, and they replayed the one from August uh, and, and for those people, and that was a great time. So if you want to do kind of a satellite thing, run your own channeling event, let me know because I'm doing uh, price breaks uh, for 
the more people you have, the less it's going to cost each person. And I'll, I'll give you an intro and instructions on how to deal with people, making sure that they're grounded before they leave and how to set it up. Uh, but you can write me at tom at tdjacobs.com, and I'm happy to do that. I, I want this stuff to get out to as many people as possible. So the next event is uh, Saturday, November 9th. This is about transforming self-doubt. Life-changing, past-shedding, and human experience upgrading. It's, it's, it's very cool. Uh, and then also this Friday, uh, November 1st, I'm interviewed on karmic relationships and soulmates and karma with Anthony J. Diaz on his CTR show, Inner Conflict to Outer Resolution. Uh, Anthony was on the show last week on a pre-recorded interview, and so I'm now on his show, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, important relationships and why – we seem to stick with certain people, even if we can't be with them. Uh, and we're going to explore what a soulmate actually is. Uh, contrary to popular opinion and belief, what is a soulmate? And I'll be going into that uh, with Anthony. I'm excited for that. That's uh, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. Then there's the Lilith webinar on November 21st. And uh, there's a video on YouTube that ex- that, it, that is the first video out of the 30 I've done about Lilith. Kind of weird that uh, I've gotten – so many videos up there, and the last one is about Lilith because Lilith has been so central to everything I do for the last, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe eight or nine years. Um, but this webinar is uh, is going to be hosted by Adam Ellenboss, who was on the show two weeks ago. And I heard uh, from a number of you uh, how much you enjoyed that show. And so uh, he's going to be interviewing me about the true Black Moon Lilith, and that's going to be great. That's on uh, the 21st. And now plans are coming together uh, for me to do an event uh, in uh, the Detroit, Michigan area uh, just after that, uh, probably the Saturday or Sunday just after that. Uh, so, so stay tuned to my Facebook page uh, or tdjacobs.com or uh, Twitter or whatever to, to find out details on that. I'm excited. It's going to be another Meet Your Soul workshop, but this time – uh, the same similar thing to what I just did in Venice, California uh, last week, but it's going to involve some Pluto generational stuff, which is really illuminating. And um, it, people are asking me frequently to uh, develop that. So I'm going to do another uh, teaching on that. So those are the announcements. Thanks for sticking with me. Um, there are blog posts. I guess the last announcement takes us right into what we're going to do here. There are several blog posts about uh, the Mercury retrograde, uh, one on it in general, uh, tdjacobs.com forward slash blog. Another one on its relationship to Saturn during the retrograde period, uh, which was um, until like now until November 10th. And then a third one on the trying to Jupiter when Jupiter stationing or just before Jupiter stationing in Cancer. So, so I've kind of woven the story in three parts to, to make it digestible so it's not one fantastically long blog post, which I, I tend to seem to want to do, but making it digestible for you. So those are those – are, uh, oh, and then there's a fourth post on the Pluto-Uranus square, which is happening on November 1st. Um, lots of stuff going on. People are – you know, you might be ha- feeling a little chaos, even just independent from the Mercury retrograde in Scorpio. Um, pressure to change is one of the things with the Pluto-Uranus square in Capricorn Aries. It's the fourth of the seven squares. And so this is, you know, this is the halfway point 
And uh, between uh, 2012 and 2015, you notice how the seven are spaced out. And um, you're being asked – so let me just say this. Put it around a square. You're being asked to change, to free yourself, to take back power in your life, to decide in a more conscious way what strength is, what power is. And, and through that process, it's possible to find out that what you think strength is, it really isn't. And so that can be very frustrating when you – kind of paint a picture of what that can look like for a person. Like, I'm doing this thing because I know that I can do it, and then it doesn't work. What do I do? Well, probably I'm like pulling on my hair or my arms are like flailing up or I feel like my my hair is on fire. Frustration, um, feeling blocked, not knowing what to do, and that can have deep, intense feelings come up from under the surface. And that is the point of all Pluto transit. So if you have something you know, uh, being affected by this in the cardinal signs, Aries, Cancer, Libra, Capricorn, you, you know, harder hit than most, but everybody is, is having this pressure to change. And that's, that's exact around 3.01 a.m. Uh, Pacific time on uh, November 1st. Um, so that's happening. Then you have the Mercury retrograde. And I mean that that's related to water was why I'm mentioning it and also it's just so important for all of us. Then you have Mercury retrograde, which happens for three weeks, three times a year. This year, each time has been in, in water signs. This one in Scorpio. Scorpio is about seeing under the surface. And Mercury retro is about rethinking things. So there's a, there's a big deal right now about uh, empowerment through revisioning how you view things, re uh, structuring, re, especially because Saturn's involved, how you look under the surface, how you deal with truth, how honest you are with yourself, how adequately you represent your motivations. And whenever you start looking at that, you realize there's a lot about the stuff happening within you, the kind of vibrations that are broadcasting that you don't know about. So Mercury retrograde in Scorpio is foreseeing those things. Where do I feel strong in my life? Where do I feel powerless? What's my relationship with truth and honesty? How do I get that from others? How do I offer that to others? And, and where is it that I find out that certain parts of me aren't really being honest? And that's a, that's a very challenging thing when Mercury is retrograding in Scorpio. You become aware. You can gain insight into things you're doing that might even be a little manipulative or bits of power grab uh, in, in your relationships, in your work, in your – just the way you handle yourself. Again, a three-week period of uh, getting to see under the surface some of your deeper motivations, also fears – and I'll tell you that whenever you go through a scorpionic process, you access, you know, you have to confront fears. But in that, once you're kind of through that, you begin to access something within you that is very strong, that can decide, and this is the Plutonian rulership, Pluto's rulership of Scorpio, can decide that you're going to make it no matter what. You're going to survive no matter what happens. So we're all kind of in a Plutonian time right now with Pluto square Uranus, Pluto and Capricorn square Uranus and Aries, and also this uh, Mercury retrograde in Scorpio. Very Plutonian time, digging under the surface. What motivates me? What scares me? Then, take a little pause, so I'm not just like, you know, pushing all of this out at once. But it is one big water story about dealing with some feeling or fear. It's contact 
to Saturn and Scorpio. And again, read the go to my blog, tdjacobs.com forward slash blog to read all of these stories in depth. Uh, but uh, the touching Saturn and Scorpio realism about the truth, realism about fears. What structures will I put in place to address things? What am I learning about myself? And then how can I gear up in intentional, realistic, grounded action to do something about what I'm afraid of, what I'm afraid of finding out might be true. That's a big theme of this of this business. And with Mercury retrograde there, it's still in orb, though it's now um, retrograded. Pri- I don't know how you say this before. It's now in a lower degree than Saturn. You know what you might find is true about you, and what you're going to do about it if you find that out. So, so that's a lot of what that's about. Uh, it's just kind of an intense time. Um, and then to mention the the deal with the just to give you an overview. Uh, mentioned that Jupiter and Cancer, if Jupiter is expansion and it represents how we um, flourish when we do, what kind of opportunities we're open to and might take advantage of, that's in the sign of Cancer. So you, since the late, late June, you've been hearing me talk about this in terms of you know, expanding through our fourth chakras, through our hearts, our emotional centers, learning about more about what our feelings are, and risking feeling more in order to move through those energies and in order to get beyond blocks so that we can expand in Cancerian ways and all the ways that that means. Um, emotionally nurturing, uh, belonging, family support, you know, viewing the world through the lens of the heart, you know, a compassionate approach. Now Jupiter is about to station and I think it's in the first, I think it's the 6th or 7th of November. Um, a little over a week where it goes retrograde. And so expansion through emotions now also has to kind of go through a revision process. So this, all this water stuff and, and all of it is about rethinking something, um, you know, pausing for a moment to make sure things are right. Uh, you know, or, or needing to look at something that you haven't seen and might have been concerned about finding out is actually to be seen, you know, is available to be seen, is true. And then uh, doing something constructive about all of these things. This is this is really this is really intense. I I think it would be really intense even if the Pluto Uranus square were not happening. I think we'd all be challenged to to look under the surface in a in a way, you know, even if this. Uh, incredible tectonic plate square off thing between these two outer planets uh were not happening so that's the overview of all this water stuff and so so what's going on for people uh is the need to feel the need to confront what has been stored the need to understand how you actually feel and why you feel that way with Jupiter and Cancer, it calls up history. Mercury retrograde always calls up history as well. Uh, Saturn and Scorpio is going to call up history. How have I been shaped by the length of my life, by the duration, you know, of my awareness in this life? And all these things, looking at history, um, being more aware of your emotional triggers is also a very important category here. Some of that Saturnian realism with the mercurial, uh, you know, new angles of insight with the whole, you know, relationship, the trine to the Jupiter and Cancer slowing down, the doorway opening 
to have some normal rhythms fail you. So ways you, you know, ways you um, try to meet your emotional needs might not work right now. You need to evolve. You need to, you know, make some new decisions and do something new. This is my overview. We're going to, I'm going to take the first break now. I'm going to give you the number and you're welcome to start calling in. And I'm happy to look at your chart, have your birthday already. The number is 877-230-3062. I'll talk to you in a minute. This is Tom Jacobs on The Soul's Journey. I'll be right back. wired is no accident your soul has divine intentions for this life understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world a soul's journey soundbite from astrologer and channel tom jacobs is a 15 minute mp3 reading on your major life themes tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you your values passions fears and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Looking for answers to help you navigate life? The book Jehudi Speaks offers wisdom channeled from Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times. Jehudi Speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on Earth now. A compilation of four channeled books, Jehudi Speaks explores karmic relationships, our relationships with animals, loss and death of all kinds, why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs. Uh, I'm an astrologer and channel from tdjacobs.com. And we do have a, do have a caller uh, on the line. Uh, the data are coming through. Um, is, is the caller there? She is now. Great. Hello. What's your name? Sharon. Sharon. Hi, Sharon. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm good. Thank you. Um, can I get your birth data? It's 528.60. Okay. 528.1960. And the time of day? 3.50 a.m. Okay. And where? Where, please? Uh, Chicago, Illinois area. Okay. Okay, we'll just do Chicago, Illinois. All my my relative, all my ancestors are from from Illinois, so I've been there quite a, quite a lot of my youth. Okay, Chicago, uh, Illinois. Okay. Um. So what's what's your question today? Well, it was funny. I was listening to you, and I was like, I'm, I was actually trying to take notes because everything you said it was just amazing. In fact, I um, we actually had a call with someone because I just feel like my entire life 
Yeah. I feel so blocked and so turned around, and I feel like I'm mm. losing my mind. Okay. So, I'm glad you called. Yeah. Good and so then you when called. you said that, I'm like, okay, so then I'm going to have you look at my chart, because I know I've like got the cancer moon. I've got all this stuff in my... Um, yeah. Which makes me really sensitive. Totally. Yeah, so, so you have this moon at uh, 8 Cancer in the 3rd, and that is uh, square Mars in Aries in the 12th. Um, and that, and, and, and other things, uh, it's also square Jupiter or Saturn, but Saturn right in the midheaven. But um, Saturn's not quite being uh, activated with this, this directly with these the, the, the Pluto-Uranus square. But definitely the moon, which is with true black moon Lilith at six, Cancer, and then the Mars, which has an asteroid and also Eris there. So, so definitely, you know, um, you know, Pluto opposing your moon, it's trying to show you what you think security is okay. as it erodes your ability, you know, with your, so far what you've learned about how to meet your needs. So it's kind of like a, a double effect that will, that will make it seem like your world, you know, is crumbling a little But So, you know, it's trying to show you that your ways of meeting your needs and your ways of understanding yourself as an emotional being these need to be upgraded, but the only process is to knock some stuff down so you can rebuild. So that's that's the first thing, okay. and it can't it can feel decimating. It def it definitely can because your safety, your security, your preferences, what makes you happy, what you feed, you know, in yourself to make yourself happy is undergoing this like unrelenting grinding, you know, challenge from the planet of. Um, I'm probably going to knock everything down so you can rise from the ashes. You know, that, so that, mm-hmm. so that's a th- that's a thing there. Um, and then Uranus is near your Mars, and that and then Pluto squaring the Mars while Uranus squares the Moon. So so it's kind of like the Mars in the twelfth is actually you know what do you want? How do you focus your desire? And and are your desires aligned with something true for you? That's like a natal kind of. Um, that's like a description of the natal question, right? Like, like, is what you want aligned with a higher principle or something like that, right? Okay. And then Uranus is there saying, um, you actually need to be free of what you have, what your desires have been aligned to. So what you think is true, Uranus is trying to rip the lid off and say, actually, there's this other thing that's very, very cool that you might not have seen yet. So please free yourself from how you live in the 12th house with that Mars. Does that make sense to you as a concept? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and so, you know, and one of the great tools of this Uranus transit is um, serious intuition if you can allow that to be there. Flashes of insight. Like, I, you know, I don't know where I got this or if I made it up, but this, I, I get this thing with, with Uranus can can bring lightning bolts from the gods. Like this is the part of you that can get those sudden flashes of insight where you might not see the entire big picture, but you know one thing and you know it very true and it is true. And you get this intuitive insight, this flash of knowing. And especially in the 12th and Aries, this, this instinctive stuff. So on your Mars, like like what should you be doing with your energy? What should you do with your time? And you might not, you know, you don't have an answer right now because because these two planets are trying to break down existing preferences and structures so that you can be better off by innovating. But 
you know, you're in the process and it doesn't feel good. But the idea is that, you know, so you can innovate. So you can do something new. So, so that's, that's kind of the, 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 the brief overview. I mean, let me also say that Uranus square the moon will also be just very uncomfortable, extremely uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And this can actually, this setup here can lead to, uh, you know, because moon is in the, the sign of emotions in the house of Mercury and the mind and stuff. So this can really lead to a lot of anxiety and not being able to sit still, like restlessness. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 look, I yeah. seem to have no energy. You what? I seem, to have, I seem to have no energy. Yeah, that, that – okay. So so it's like maybe not being able to generate energy but still not being able to rest well. Is, mm-hmm. is that what you're right. – yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. Pluto's grinding away at the at the moon and the Mars, and and it's like, unfortunately, this is the best advice that we can give for Pluto transits is look, something's being um, uh, grinded, grinded it, ground away. Something's being mm-hmm. like pulverized, you know, like mortar and pestle. So we kind of have to go. We have to let it happen. And, and uh, you know, if family relationships or how you take care of yourself and, and even how you eat, moon and cancer, and, and, and how that's all related, if those things are kind of seeming to, like, you know, fall apart and you don't have any juice to kind of rebuild them or maintain them, you know, the best advice, it, it's kind of counterintuitive because we want to save things that we like. But mm-hmm. but we have to allow the plutonium process to happen. And the same with the Uranus process of you know, changing where you're aligned and where your energy goes, it's like you will have energy again. But this right. process has to play itself out. And and um, when we're in it, we don't know that. I mean, you you know, if you're if you're in astrology, if you study it, you, you have a sense of well, you know, this you know transits last a certain duration, then they're over. It, it, and so the energies in play change. But yeah, we, we have to kind of let that sense of nothing's happening in the right way, continue as best we can. So that's kind of my advice because – so if you can get grounded and and if Mm -hmm. anything you you do to stay in your body, whatever that looks like for you, um, to stay in your body and and when feelings come up, obviously you have this third house moon in cancer, obviously communicating about them in some way. You know, The more you can do that, it will move some of the energy that bubbles up um, some of the, the tension that bubbles up or the, the feel – I mean sometimes maybe despair. I don't know, Pluto opposing moon. But but keep with it and know that it's temporary. And also just stay aware of all of the emotional dimensions that come up or are revealed. That's very, that's very important because okay. when we get pressured, we, we don't want to keep feeling it. But it's like it's trying to make your moon Plutonian. <laughs> and so, uh, and it's and it's in the sign of Cancer. Who you know? What what moon in Cancer wants to be? None of them want to be Plutonian. So, so it's trying to like you know um, pull back the curtains on you know fears you have on the back end, you know, and show you um, what you're afraid of. And so, the more you can have faith that this is temporary and actually be in your body and be with the emotions and talk about them. And, and also the other thing, moon in the third movement is really, really important. And so some gentle way that you can, you know, either maintain or, or introduce you know, gentle walking, you know, moderate swimming, easy yoga, something like that. But movement will also help kind of keep things from getting stagnant. 
Okay, that's great advice. And then one other thing, and I'll let you go. Is, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, go ahead. When you said this is temporary, uh, what, can mm-hmm. you see, like, when does when does all this change? I mean, is Pluto there for years? or? Is... Yeah, um, I think it's March of 2015, I think, when the 7th of the seven squares between these two planets happens. And that's going to be um, – uh, Closer, closer to that Mars. It's going to be like 12, 13, 14, something like that. I, I don't know off, off the top of my head here, but it's um. So, so I would say that this is going to be this Pluto. You know, it will move off opposing your Moon uh, sooner, but it, but the Moon will still be activated because you know Mars is at almost thirteen. So, um, you know, probably another year and a half after that. So probably mid to late two thousand sixteen is when the whole process will be done. But it'll be in stages. Like what you're learning right now and what you do now will set you up for these other squares that are going to activate things. So that's why I say stay conscious of it because when something when we had these transits, something comes up and then if we're like, oh, dread, worry, fear, anxiety, I don't want to name it, I don't want to look at it, what happens right. is that what has come up stagnates and then the next one is hard too. So just that's why I say like the moving through it is going to be very important for you, Sharon. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank thanks for calling. Much. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. My pleasure. And then I'll just uh, follow your blog, I guess. I've never seen your website, but it sounds like you explain things well. So. Okay, thanks great. A well, lot. thanks a lot. Thanks, Sharon. Take care. Yeah, so there's an example. It's, um, you know, you're walking around out in the world, and uh, you, you have some astrology, uh, you know, uh, savvy or wisdom or whatever, you're, you're aware of some of these things, but you don't know who has what. But you look on their faces, like if you like if you met Sharon <laughs> out in public, you might see something Plutonian is happening. And then you know you pull up her chart. There's third house moon in Cancer. Uh, you know Mars in the twelfth really being activated. Um, and uh, you know we don't know what people have. And so this is um, you know living through intense times. Uh, I mean, this is true of anything, you know. Oh, Saturn transits through Sagittarius. You, do, you know, people get activated. You know, you know, whatever Jupiter square or something. People are always activated with something. But when we have these uh, layered things of all these, you know, things happening, all these intense things, certain people who happen to have cardinal placements like this, in this case, because Pluto's and, and Uranus are in cardinal signs, people really get activated, and so it's almost like. You know, the world is made up of two kinds of people, almost uh, people who are being really hit with the invitation to change and grow and shed the past and step into some, you know, wonderful, brave, new, innovative future that's, uh, you know, full of self-interested action and wonderful self-trust and grounding and heart open, blah, blah, blah. All these like, you know, all these wonderful like uh, greeting card, you know, spirit, you know, new age greeting card kind of uh Kind of a, uh, uh, um, oh my gosh, sentiments. That's the word. See, I couldn't. Okay, little Mercury retrograde moment. Uh, all these sentiments. It's like um, you know, people are really being challenged right now, and it feels like crap. And so, so for all of you, if you know, if you're having something really crappy happen, it is temporary, and you, and it's really important to have faith with that. I'm going to give you the number again to call, and I want you to call in with your questions. Eight seven seven two three zero. Three zero six two. When we're having these, we're in it. We're we're in 
I had some friends, uh, friends of mine and I used to, to have this phrase like, you know, somebody else could see it with perspective, whatever you're experiencing, but you are in it. And it kind of is defined by, you know, the state of being in it is, uh, defined by not being able to have any perspective and you feel swept away by an emotion or, or overwhelmed or full. And, uh, you know, what do you do? And, um, you know, Sharon has this third house moon, and I, I said talking about it and moving. These are actually two tools that are good for for each of us with this. And if we're being hit by Pluto, or something of ours in the twelfth is being squared or conjuncted, it, it is totally possible. Or even Mars is involved. Uh, it's totally possible to feel robbed of energy. I'm actually having this right now. I'm having um, this this Pluto Uranus square activates. Well, most of them activate my angles, my midheaven ascendant axes, uh, as well as my uh, Venus and Pallas Athene right on the ascendant and Chiron and Eris right on the descendant uh, in Libra and Aries, respectively. Uh, the earlier ones activated Jupiter in the third, but you know it's this angle stuff and kind of you know how I sh- how I present myself, um, you know, how, you know ascendant. I see the nadir, you know, what I need and how I understand my inner world, the descendant, how I approach others and interact with others, and the midheaven, who I am in the world or how I'm seen by others from afar. All these things are undergoing uh, some some well, I don't some of them are going uh, undergoing deep transformation, but but they're all kind of in this dynamic play wherein things under the surface are churning in slow motion. And uh, get on the on the the call tonight to do the show, and, and Kira asked me how I'm doing, and I, I, you know, used a bunch of expletives to explain how I am, because it just feel, you know. But I said I I know it's temporary, and I know that something good is happening, but it's just the you know needing to like kind of. I think I even used the phrase with her, set my jaw and just continue, you know, just kind of like pick a course and continue and allow these things under the surface to unfold. And because my Venus and Chiron opposition right on the ascendant descendant is involved, my relationships with people are just really weird. If if I ask for something, sometimes it's inexplicably you know not communicable. Like it, like it doesn't get through. The message doesn't get through, or or the response can't get through. It's all these like tech problems and weird things, circumstantial issues, scheduling problems, and now we're in the Mercury retrograde, so it's even a little more with like logistical and scheduling things. And um, and actually, one thing I'll just tell you I've been dealing with before we take the second break is um. <clears throat> so we've been doing this show for about. 13 months and um, you know routinely not every show but on a regular basis I've, I've asked for donations to help support the show and it's been it's been very very frustrating because I haven't heard from many people uh, so I'll hear that the show was great but then you know if I and I don't ask these people but like on the show I ask if you like the show you know go to my site and and send a donation to help support it so you know I've in, I've invested probably about five and a half grand in the show I mean it costs money to put the show on and I've received about $150 in donations. So I get to the place where do I say it every week? And this is my Venus, you know, on the ascendant. Do I ask for what I need? And it does kind of implicate money and resources. You know, do I tell people? And so when I do, if I don't get a response, which is what Venus and Libra needs, then I stop asking for it. Well, then if you stop asking for it, doesn't happen either. But then if you keep asking for it, you feel like a broken record who 
needs to stop being broken. So anyway, so I've been actually struggling with that since the show began. I thought there'd be, you know, I thought there'd be more support, and now there's, you know, well over a hundred thousand subscribers. So this is, you know, before the second break, uh, I'm letting you know that I I need your support. If you like the show and you want it to keep on, to stay on the air. Uh, I really do need your support to help that. You can send me a donation through tdjacobs.com forward slash soul.html, S-O-U-L dot H-T-M-L. And um, that, will really, that will really make a difference in my uh, Venus on the Ascendant life because uh, I love bringing you this stuff. You know, and it's every week. It's essentially free content. You know, every week uh, that I used to do through my blog and through my newsletters to my email list, and and now it's happening a lot through this through the show. I love doing the show, and I'm asking you know I'm asking you for your support too. So you can do that through tdjacobs.com forward slash soul, and anything helps. There's just a PayPal donate button, and and any amount any amount helps. So now I'm going to take my second break, and uh, this is Tom Jacobs on the Soul's Journey. Uh, We'll be right back. answers to help you navigate life the book jehudi speaks offers wisdom channeled from ascended master jehudi aka thoth saint germain and merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times jehudi speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on earth now a compilation of four channeled books jehudi speaks explores karmic relationships our relationships with animals loss and death of all kinds why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Hey, welcome back to The Soul's Journey. Uh, this is Tom Jacobs. I'm an evolutionary astrologer and channel, uh, tdjacobs.com. And uh, we're talking today about water, water, water. <laughs> Just all the, all the things that are coming up with these, uh, these transits uh, through uh, water signs, including Mercury retrograding in Scorpio, Saturn in Scorpio. Uh, we're, I haven't talked about the new moon in Scorpio yet. I'm going to now in a minute. Um, and also Jupiter's just about to station in Cancer, trining the Saturn. You know, just all this stuff happening with water. And then I did just spend a good deal of time talking about the Pluto-Uranus uh, square, the fourth out of the, out of the seven. 
And um, so let's do the new moon, but I'm going to give you the number again to call in. I'd love to hear from you. 877-230-3062. So this new moon in Scorpio uh, is going to be on the 3rd. And um, it's it's going to be uh, sandwiched. Actually, let me just pull up the little chart here so I can uh, speak with uh, some knowledge. Uh, it's at 11 Scorpio in 15 minutes. And it's going to be sandwiched between retro Mercury at seven, about seven and a half Scorpio, which will be conjunct the uh, transiting north node, all, you know, within a few minutes at 721 Scorpio. And, and also on the other side, Saturn at 13.52. So a new moon is always about something being born or something being revealed, something from the inside uh, coming up. And it is a feeling. It is a time for new beginnings, planting seeds. But you might not have a lot of conscious awareness about what's happening. So so we need to go into it consciously. But you might not be able to put your finger on exactly what's happening. There is this idea of uh, – needing to allow a feeling, a sensation to take shape and to nurture and foster it and to have it become from a seed into a shoot, etc. So so that's the need. In Scorpio, we're talking about strength, power, intensity. We're talking about um, deep connection with others. We're talking about dealing with um, uh, absolute honesty, dealing with subtext. And I think that for a lot of people – I talk about this with with Scorpionic Plutonian energy. Subtext, the thing under the surface that's kind of guiding what's happening on the surface, becoming text. Something under the surface becoming uh, named, and and we have to be aware of it. I think for a lot of people, this is going to be what's happening here, not only because the Mercury is retro, uh, so this idea of – uh, or this uh, reality of, of, of uh, subtle insights into how things are happening and what is going on, uh, becoming conscious, uh, some of these undercurrent type things becoming more conscious. Um, but also because in Scorpio, we have to look at things that we don't want to look at. And I think that, I think that um, anger, resentment, jealousy, uh, pettiness – Bitterness. I think these things that may inform some stuff in our lives, even if we're otherwise wonderful new agey people, some of these things will become – these feelings will want to come to the surface. Now, we're in this – we're going to be in this new moon energy, which is kind of like stumbling. We're kind of like – you know, we're standing in a place and suddenly we're like bounding forward and we don't even know where we're going. That's kind of a, a new moon kind of a kind of feeling. We're stumbling in the dark, kind of eventually out of the dark, but we don't really know what's happening yet. And I think that uh, we're going – like a lot of people are going to see that there is some bit of some, one of these unattractive feelings. It is a normal part of the human experience as we you know figure out what love is, where it comes from, and who's responsible for giving us to whom, for, for giving love to whom. I think that these these are normal things, but but you know sometimes they hide under the surface and we get attached to them, or we hate them, we're repulsed, and we create shadows of them, meaning we refuse to shine light on them. So here at this new moon, uh, so they live in the shadows. Uh, here in this new moon, there's the opportunity to have conscious awareness operating in a unique way, Mercury retrograde on some of these things under the surface that actually inform some of our choices. It's kind of a 
feel like I just went like around the block three times to finish that paragraph. But but <laughs> that's the best way I can say it right now. Um, the influence of Mercury again is to is to bring conscious awareness. If we allow our conscious minds to flow in the moment in a way that's a little different, Mercury direct, uh, which we experience the vast majority of the year. Uh, has us kind of going about our business and we kind of take a lot of mercurial things for granted, how our minds work, what we expect to have happen, how machines work, how we rely on technology and also logistics and other people's commitments to us. During Mercury Retrograde, everything can be a little expletived up because things are working differently and sometimes chaos prevails and priorities get all jumbled up. But if during a Mercury Retro, if you allow yourself to sense into something, then you can allow something to come to the surface with awareness. Here we go, a feeling. It's a scorpionic feeling, something you probably have been taught your entire life not to want to look at. The addition of Saturn here uh, to about two and a half degrees away from this new moon, it's, it's not very far, <laughs> it's not very far, uh, is to invite you to do something intentional with discipline and, and, and with structure about what's happening. Most of us experience Saturn transits as heavy, weighty, uh, stopping us in our tracks or making us slow down. And um, But again, I, I'm advising you, as I mentioned earlier, the, um, the thing it, to do with the Saturn transit is to approach it with conscious intention, groundedness, realism, and practicality. So those keywords come into play for this new moon in a very, in a very, very uh, loud way. It's very, very, very important to do this. Um, so to do something about what you feel, to do something about what you see. Now, in the moment, you will probably just feel that something is hard, and a part of you, uh, which does not want to deal with Saturn, may want to complain or whine or put things off. Complaining and whining is a huge response that, 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 that a lot of us have. Even really great evolved spiritual people, we feel that weight and we're like, how can I, you know, step into this uphill against the wind situation with, you know, uh, be, with being grounded and not feeling ugh or arg or other things that end with G like that, GH. Um, yeah, all the, all the words that end in GH. Well, that's not true. I guess just ug and arc. Uh, but anyway, how can I approach that? Well, uh, intention, a discipline, being willing to sacrifice something and recognizing that what you're being asked to do or what you're being shown you need to do or what you know in your bones you have to do in this moment about this difficult scorpionic thing that you're seeing in yourself. Again, anger, rage, jealousy, pettiness, bitterness, resentment, anything like that. Uh, to work with that in conscious ways, to you know, be willing to feel it so that it no longer is shadow, right? Just bringing the light of sense, sensory awareness, not you know, into conscious awareness, letting something bubble up. By doing that, you are constructing your way into an evolutionary state, it's like you're building a path to evolution that helps you burn off negativity. Now, again, when Saturn comes around, we sometimes just respond with this kind of, oh, I don't want to deal with that, with kind of a negative stance. If we just get grounded and decide to be open and and not charge in, you know, I get the image of like 
you know, Teddy Roosevelt and the Rough Riders or whatever, but like, not like necessarily charge in, but be willing to face whatever it is. This, a difficult truth. That would be a, a good thing, you know, for, for a lot of us to deal with, with Scorpio, uh, tra- uh, Saturn transiting through Scorpio. And by the way, I mentioned it on the show at different times, but I have an MP3 on tdjacobs.com forward slash media.html. There's an MP3 that's almost two hours of everything that I could think of uh, in detail, including a lot about psychological motivation, stuff about um, you know looking at Scorpio, how to do Scorpio in a good way, how to respond when Saturn's transiting there. Uh, it's an MP3. It's almost two hours long. It's a lot of information. And the people who have heard it have said they, they know they have to listen to it 10 or 15 times just to just to really get a grasp on it because it's so rich. There's so much in there, but I recommend that, that you um, you know that you see that we're only about halfway through Scorpio right now. You know, Saturn's at almost 14 as of the new moon, and um, so you'll dig that. You'll you'll really get a ton out of that with a unique evolutionary perspective on what it means to have the planet of work in the sign of we don't want to look at something or I'm afraid to feel this. So that that's um, that's kind of what's going on with this new moon. Um, I will also say that. Uh, transiting Chiron is uh, trying this whole business uh, by about two degrees. It's at 914 and it is retrograding uh, right now. So Chiron and Pisces asks us in general to surrender to something. And uh, in, in this case, um, our best strategy uh, for this whole scorpionic process, again, allowing conscious awareness to come, allowing something to come up from under the surface so that something unfolds in a way that we can understand, you know, with all the Scorpio business. The trine from Pisces says, hey, 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 oh, slow down. Make sure you're not trying to do too much because doing will actually uh, kind of cover over the, the doorways of opportunity into this process. And Chiron and Scorpio also said, or Chiron and a Pisces, uh, trining this also says, if you're willing to relax and if you're willing to shed and let something go, then what is coming up from under the surface, if you're not hating it, let go of the, let go of your fear of being somebody who, who possesses at times in some measure resentment, pet, pettiness, jealousy, rage, anger, whatever. Uh, let go of your judgments of that. Have compassion. Here's Chiron and Pisces. You know, and it's, it's still an orb of Neptune and Pisces, you know, transiting. So there's this whole thing about compassionate acceptance of what might want to come up and out of you. I, uh, I get, obviously, I get really excited in explaining this, the Plutonian scorpionic process because, um, well, I just I have a vested interest personally. I'm just I'm like that, <laughs> and it's not that I find it easy. It's not that it's a picnic or that it's all like you know puppies and rainbows. But um, I know that if I do those things, and everybody has a scorpionic part, if I do these things, so th- this uh, stuff in Pisces trining this is going to be really great for uh, release and allow yourself to relax into what you're feeling and shed things again. Get grounded. Um, send cords into the earth. There's a free meditation on tdjacobs.com to do this. And there's actually a, also a, an hour-long MP3 on Neptune in Pisces that would give you some ideas on some of this stuff. Uh, and um, so this is my uh, this is my big thing here. This is uh, thanks thanks for joining me tonight, and uh, thanks to Sharon for calling. Um, 
Yeah, I will. I will say that this uh, November 9th uh, event is going to be. Um, you know, if you're open and if you're willing to release things and you're willing to uh, to let things go, uh, and this is going to be a couple days after Jupiter goes retrograde in Cancer, um, and there's going to be this great opportunity to shed and transform all of the reasons that you that you may have to doubt yourself. You know, like for me, if I don't get a response from people enough with you know venus on the ascendant opposing chiron on the descendant as i mentioned earlier with the whole you know support the show thing if i don't get a response i will start to doubt myself and i've been i've been working with this for weeks as i'm getting the um my own upgrade from metatron and jehudi before giving the event because i always go through an upgrade process that you go through when you hear the event and in the following weeks i go through it weeks and or months before it so that I can carry and hold the frequencies and do the energy work with them on you and kind of go along and experience it. Because um, the way I channel is not um, that I'm checked out and I don't know what's happening. I have to participate in order to ground the energies. So I always get my upgrade before an event. So so it's kind of um, – it's, it's in- intense and it's wonderful um, – and uh, the the one before the August event, my my prep was eight or nine days, and it was super intense and crazy. This time it's it's less dramatic, but but deeper. And because it's taken place over about a three week period, four week period, uh, Metatron was like, I can give you more time. So I was really grateful about that to have it kind of a low grade effect, but even deeper. And so we're deepening into that. And um, so that is on uh, November 9th. Um, and. Uh, yeah, I'm also excited about this this uh, Michigan Ohio trip. Uh, my partner and I are going to visit family there. We have family there, and I'm also going to do this event in the Detroit area with uh, through through the uh, or under the aegis or <laughs> the uh, benefaction of uh, two friends of ours we know from the Steve Forrest uh, apprenticeship program. We met them in California, uh, so stay tuned for that. That's going to be um, I think on the 23rd or 24th if I remember my dates right, and that's going to be in the Detroit area. So thanks again for joining me. Uh, you can read more about my work and keep up with me through tdjacobs.com and Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. About 30 videos up there. And uh, also donate to support the show, tdjacobs.com forward slash soul.html. Uh, anything's appreciated. Uh, thanks for joining me and uh, tune in next week. You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com.